and we will go ahead. This is the raw audio for the playoff picks wild card week. And uh, Gary and Mark are going to go through the all the games. Welcome to cardiology, everyone. It's time for the playoffs while we're we're still licking our wounds and unhappy that the Browns are not part of this process. That doesn't mean we're not football fans and doesn't mean we don't enjoy just watching the NFL playoffs. So we're getting ready for wild card weekend and what a weekend it's lining up to be. So I have my good friend Gary Marr on. Hi, Gary. Hey, Mark. How's it going? Not too bad. I'm excited to kind of clear the slate and try again here with the playoffs because we already established in our last picks episode that it was not a very successful year for me so i'm gonna start clean and we're gonna see what happens here in the playoffs and see how we can go yeah no it's uh definitely good to start clean plus you know the the thing without the browns being in it which which hurts a little but also i think allows us to to definitely pick with our heads a lot more than our hearts because i i think i got a few extra losses there just because uh the heart played a lot more factors in some of those browns predictions than it than it should have yeah yeah probably so so um i think we're gonna go through and just pick these in order that they're being played so what do we got coming up first uh, first, we got the uh, San Francisco 49ers, or actually, I should say Seattle Seahawks at San Francisco. So they're playing at San Fran. Um, and the 49ers are nine and a half point favorites. So quite the spread in this game, I got to say. Um, you know, when I was looking at the game itself, um, I really think that to me, uh, you know, the 49ers are a better team. I think they've got a lot more going for them. I think a lot more momentum. Uh, they have, uh, you know, really, you know, Jimmy, uh, well, I'm going to say the you know, 49ers have had to deal with a lot of injuries going on there, but they, they've you know, powered through all the injuries and somehow the next man up has worked for them very, very well. Um, and, you know, then they made that monster trade for Christian McCaffrey, which I think is uh, turning out to be a pretty smart trade on their part as well. Uh, you know, Seattle is just kind of, uh, you know, I think outperformed expectations as well. They've played pretty good this year. They they look like a pretty solid team. But I just think San Fran's got a much better team than they do. So I really think San Fran's going to win this game. However, I think nine and a half points is crazy. Uh, I just, I don't even know that the whole, I don't even know I predict the game to score nine and a half points total. So, <laughs> so to have San Fran uh, being a nine and a half point favorite, I think it's just, just a little out there for me. So I'm going to take the points and go with Seattle in this one. All right. Okay. Well, you know, I think, I think you hit on some of the the big pieces of this game. I mean, the the real two big storylines that I see going into this game are are really just the quarterbacks, right? The right the emergence of of Geno Smith, who you know he's shown a command of Seattle's offense, and and he's really had an ability to utilize his weapons, which I don't think everybody was planning for. Um, but he's used Tyler Lockett well. He's used DK Metcalf well. Uh, and then you have the potential offensive rookie of the year in uh, Kenneth Walker at running back. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I think, you know, the 
the 12th man group in Seattle really has a lot to be happy with, with what was really supposedly going to be a rebuilding year. Um, now on the other side with San Francisco, then you, the quarterback story is Brock Purdy and right. you know, that he's shining right now under the, the tutelage of, uh, Kyle Shanahan and he's put up a five and O record as San Francisco's <laughs> starter. Um, and he's really shown an ability to minimize his mistakes, but at the same time, uh, he's put up numbers when he's been needed. Um, you know, he's got a top six scoring offense, and you you touched on the playmakers. You know, you got Christian McCaffrey. There's also George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. Um, they're they're all having great years. But then, you know, right behind that, you have Debo Samuel hanging out there waiting to pick up some scraps. So that offense is pretty potent. Um, you know, and but all that said, I I really think this game is going to come down to defense. Um, and you know, one of the things that has had Seattle outperforming a little bit where everybody thought one was Geno Smith, but the other has been the impact of their rookies on defense. Um, very strong draft class has really come to play every week. Um, but they have been a little inconsistent and they've given up some points. They, you know, they find themselves getting picked apart a little bit by some high powered offenses. Mm -hmm. um, and then when you look on the other side, San Francisco's got the league's top defense and they're only allowing 16.3 points a game this season. Um, so, you know, I, Something in me is just saying that I'm not going to outguess myself on this one. I'm going with San Francisco. I think that wow. that defense is just on fire right now. And, you know, Brock Purdy has not been a weakness in that team. So if he just has the ability just to manage that offense, um, I think they have a chance to really put it up on Seattle. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the favorite in this one. All right. Well, keeps it interesting. We're both split on that one. So uh, yeah. that's a interesting one there. We'll see how that turns out. And then let's see here. The uh, coin itself is going to go with the Seahawks. So uh, it's going to agree with, going to, going to go with me. Okay. All right. Well, Take us on into uh, the second game on Saturday. What do, what do we got lined up there? Second game, we've got, let's see, the uh, Jaguars and the Chargers. So Jacksonville and uh, the Chargers going at it. Uh, that, um, you know, I don't know. That's, a, that's an interesting one to me. Um, you've got, what do, we, what do we got here? The Justin Herbert and you got, Right, Justin Herbert and uh, Trevor Lawrence Trevor going Lawrence. at this, and they're they're both making their postseason debuts. They're both out there the first time playing in the postseason, and it, it's kind of an interesting one to me. So you got two two quarterbacks that are not um, uh, not not coming into the season being top of the heap, if you will, but but certainly playing like they are, and that's really uh, makes it kind of interesting for for both these two, two teams. Uh, they did play before; they played in week three, I think it was, 
and uh, Jaguars won that one. Uh, not only they won it, they won it convincingly. So um, I think you know that has to factor in a little bit as we're looking at this game to to you know as far as a rematch goes and see you know who's going to win what. Um, I don't know if I mentioned the Chargers are favored in this game, but but only slightly. They're favored by by two points. Um, you know, they have a, a healthy defense coming into this game, which I think is going to benefit them a lot. They, they have not had that for a while. That should uh, factor in pretty nicely for them. But but they have been pretty inconsistent on offense, and I think that's a, that's a big factor too. So I, I don't know. As I look at this game, it's a tough one to call. I think it's a fairly even matchup, which is evidenced by the point spread itself. So, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the the Jaguars on this one. Okay. All right. Well, I'm I've been looking at this game. This one's been tough to pick for me as well. I I think that you know you see, um, you know two teams that I I don't know I don't know that they entered the playoffs as strong as they could. Um, you know. Um, Jacksonville has had ups and downs, um, but, um, in some ways, I think this is another story of a team that's kind of outperformed where, uh, the league really thought they were going to be. Trevor Lawrence has really started to assert himself as a, uh, solid caliber starting quarterback. Um, he's had a supporting cast, um, where that has had a really good year. So he's seen um, career highs in receptions and receiving yardage for Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, and Zay Jones. Um, so they're definitely slinging the ball around. And I do like Travis Etienne a lot. I, I think that um, while he may not have had quite the breakout uh, season coming off of his injury, I think good things are to come um, and keep building for him. Now, when I look at the Chargers, um, you know, the first thing is it's just crazy that they played their starters all the way until the middle of the third quarter last week, even though they'd already secured their playoff position. And, you know, they did that and they potentially cost themselves. I mean, uh, they lost Mike Williams, um, a major weapon on their offense. Um so, you know, the question is going to be, can Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler pull that team along? Um, you know, and they've been inconsistent. Uh, I think Eckler, especially playing against the Browns this year, has shown that he can really be uh, a bell cow running back when necessary. Um, but I don't know that they count on him um, as much. Um, this is a strange one because I am a big, uh, I'm a big fan of um the chargers and i do think they're up and coming um you know i i think that even beyond their coaching justin herbert's been able to kind of keep that team running mm -hmm. um but i'm also there's there is something about the they're playing on the road which to be honest for the chargers is not a whole lot different than playing at home they have not been pulling a lot of fans into sofi stadium for the chargers this year um, but you know, I think if, if anything, the chargers lean towards being a turf team, um, Jacksonville has a really strong, uh, fan base. They're going to be really, um, jacked up and excited for what, what has been a long time coming to get into the playoffs. Um, so I don't know how I feel about their, um, 
opportunities beyond this game, but I think I'm going to follow along with you. I think between your notes and mine, I'm talking myself into this one. I think I'm going to go with the Jaguars as well. Does sound like you talked yourself into it. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's interesting. You, know, you noted the fact that, um, you know, neither of these teams seem, you know, strong coming into the playoffs, but, but really both of the teams were strong coming into the playoffs. And the fact that Jacksonville, I think was five and zero in the last five games and chargers are four and one, but, but I don't think anybody thinks of them uh, as being strong teams. And so it, it could end up being a really good game because they really could be, you know, they really are probably well-matched. So this could be one of the better games of the weekend in terms of a competitive football game. So it might be might be the playoff game to watch. Uh, uh, that said, the uh, coin agrees with both of us. It's going with the Jaguars as well. Okay. All right. Well, that takes us into... Now, Sunday, there'll, there'll be three games on Sunday. So um, start us off with the early game. What do we got going on? We got the Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. Now, going into this game, I would have thought, I would have said for sure, this is the headline game, right? This is the game that should be in the, the premier spot. This would have been the most exciting game to watch. Uh, these teams played twice this season. Both games were were pretty good games, pretty much dogfights. Um and uh, I think, you know, um, I'm trying to remember the um, Miami beat the the Bills, I think, in the first game and the second game. It was pretty close. But then the, the Bills eat that out by a by a field goal. So um, so, you know, they play a tough game versus each other. How and the. The problem is <laughs> that the Dolphins don't have their quarterback. You've got Tua, who I think is pretty well at this point, ruled out with a concussion, yeah. yep. uh, as well he should be. I mean, it, that, that guy's suffered some really hard hits this season. I don't think they, they need to rush him back, shouldn't rush him back. I know it's the playoffs, but, hey, health is important there, and uh, he, they really, he really needs to take his time and make sure that, that he can uh, play football and not, uh, get any more concussions. Um, so then you turn and they would have Teddy Bridgewater as their backup, but but he's got an injury as well. So they're down to Skylar Thompson, I think, is probably going to be their starter this week. Wow. And did not look stellar last week against the Jets, which is probably why the Bills at this point are favored by 13 points over the Dolphins, uh, which I think you know should be a much tighter line if, if uh, Tua was starting. And both teams were at full strength just based on the fact they both played very tight games this season coming into it. So that that 13 points is a lot, though. Um, so the question, you know, it, it, the really to me, it, it comes down to that basic question when you're looking at that that line of, you know, is Tua going to be responsible for, you know, kind of a. 15 point swing or something, you know, they're favored by 13. They, you want to, they're going to win the game. Um, that's a lot of points uh, to be without the quarterback. But that said, uh, again, they didn't score any touchdowns last week with Skylar Thompson. So, um, you know, that very well could be a pretty accurate uh, type of line. Uh, I, if I sound like I'm waffling or trying to figure out what I'm going to pick, uh, <laughs> it's because I am. Uh, I, <laughs> hey, I did it. I did it on the last one. Yeah, that 13 points makes it really tough call because, uh, you know, I think, it, you know, the easy call is Buffalo is going to win this game. You know, I, I really think that's not in doubt to me. But, man, 13 points just seems like a lot. Uh, but um, I'm going to go ahead and take Buffalo in 13, which is something I've rarely done throughout the season. I think if you followed my picks most of the time when it's been a big line, I've gone 
I've taken the points uh, in this particular instance. I'm going to take Buffalo, uh, give up the 13 points and, and say they're still going to cover. All right. Well, I'm going to be a little bit, I guess, more definitive in, in my thought. This is one. I just think Buffalo's the team this year. Um, I think beyond, beyond the way that they've been playing on both sides of the ball, um, and just the skill that they've shown. They've they've overcome a lot of different adversity throughout the year. Everything from weird schedule changes. Uh, they've they've come home to two different blizzards. Um, dealt with that, and then of course, um, you know the the incident with Demar Hamlin, who looks to be making a a solid recovery has been has been yeah. released home which is just fantastic news um i think that just the emotions in buffalo are going to be super high for this game um i don't think they believe that they should even be playing wild card weekend i think all things being considered they you know they feel like they would have come back beat cincinnati and been able to secure a higher seed and have a bye this week so i think they got a little bit of chip on their shoulder from there and i think they're going to ride this wave of momentum um and miami uh, you know this the quarterback issue is just ginormous um they've got such a an effective big play offense when everybody's healthy and when everybody's on the field, but when they're not, they struggle to not only score points, but their defense is very porous. So I, I just don't, I, I don't feel like Buffalo's got should have any issues in this game. Um, so I'm really, I, I don't have a problem thinking they're going to win this game by two scores. So I'm going to go ahead with Buffalo as well. Awesome. Well, there you go. We got two of us there. The other thing I didn't factor in or didn't mention, I guess I should say, is that it is home game for Buffalo. So that that's worth a few yep. points right there. That, that kind of takes that line down a little bit and makes it, makes it a, a little more palatable and uh, makes me breathe a little easier with my pick there for Buffalo. Uh, that said, uh, the coin decided to, to be contrary to us, so it is going with uh, Miami on this game. All right. So some interesting back and forth going on here. So yeah. um, let's go ahead then into the second game of Sunday. Um, so who do we got playing in this one? Yeah, this one's a little easier pick for me. This one we got the the Giants at the Vikings. So we've got the um, the Giants coming in um, riding a pretty good high. Uh, definitely overperforming this year, getting really good play out of Daniel Jones, um, uh, and and just I think surprising a lot of people with with how strong they've come on this year. And they're playing, but they're playing the Minnesota Vikings, and the Vikings have been fairly dominant this year. Uh, they've got some some great players with um, uh, you know Kirk Cousins. They've got you know one of the best wide receivers in the NFL and Justin Jefferson, <laughs> and um, you know a lot of folks. Uh, you know, just a pretty solid team, I think, all the way around. So I think when you look at those two matchups and you start to think this game, and you realize that. For some odd reason, Minnesota is only favored by three points as a home team uh, with a with I think a 
just a more solid showing throughout the regular season. It, to me, it's a no-brainer. I'm, I'm going to take take the Vikings minus the points in this one versus the Giants. So it's funny that you found this one to be such a straightforward pick. I've been going back and forth on this one. Oh. Um, you know, you're right that uh, the Vikings have had a great season, 13-4. and four. Pulled in, though, the third seed. And to be honest, kind of backed into the third seed. They had been um pretty pretty far ahead of everyone for a while um they've had 11 of their 13 wins have been one score games and in their last game against uh the giants they actually played the giants in minnesota and they squeaked that one out on a record setting field goal at the yeah. end of the game so it's a great step um, by the way the 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 one score games cuz i have looked at that yeah i think that they're you know I don't think they've played up to their full potential. And, and one of the big pieces has been the defense. The defense has been weak, which is not something we're used to saying about Minnesota Vikings. I think, you know, um, that is something that we've seen now um, with, with the first year of Kevin O'Connell as the head coach, the, while the offense has seemed to continue to be clicking, the defense definitely took a step back. Um, so I I wonder a little bit. They've been giving up a lot of points, so I wonder what's mm-hmm. going to be happening there. Um, but then when you look at the Giants, the Giants have been uh, the Giants have been underperforming for the last ten years. I I, I just feel like they should have some better performance. I think where they have kind of a strength going into this game is their pass rush. Um, I think their defensive line um, is stronger than Minnesota's, which in a close game could be a huge defining factor. Um, But I, the, the piece that I, that's kind of in the back of my mind, Justin Jefferson's a stud for Minnesota. He just is, he's, you know, nearly impossible to stop. And I'm just the the question mark for me is Dalvin Cook and mm-hmm. whether or not he is going to completely show up for this game. Um and right now I think I am in the camp that he will. So I am going to also go with Minnesota in this game. Um I think this one's going to be tight. I think I think it could be really really close, but um I think if Dalvin Cook shows up Minnesota uh, continues to minimize their mistakes um, and the game does not get too big on Kirk Cousins. I think we, they could definitely pull the win here. Um, they're a team that I'm, I'm not super high on the rest of the way, um, but I think they should be able to pull out this one. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm super high on either of these teams the rest of the way, but uh but I think you're right there. And I think your point about the Vikings defense is a valid one and a valid concern. The The funny thing is they don't give up a, a ton of points. They give up a ton of yards. Uh, I think they were like one of the last uh, in terms of defense and, and giving up yards in the NFL, which is which is crazy. But they were they got pretty good when it got down to the goal line of stopping the points and things along those lines, or I should say better than 
better than they were in terms of giving up yards. So, um, so there's well, a lot of concern there because you're playing a lot of games that close. That's just, just going to burn you eventually. So, so we'll see, we'll see how it all comes out. Uh, but you and I have picked the Vikings and the coin decided to go ahead with the giants. So it's, uh, it's going the opposite side of us in a few of these games here this, this time. Yeah. Yeah. It could be interesting, you know, or we could just blow the coin away, which would be preferred. It would be nice. <laughs> um, all right. So we have uh, a big game, kind of a heartbreaking game for those of us who are going to be watching it. Um, but on Sunday night, we get the wonderful Baltimore at Cincinnati game. What are you thinking about that game? Yeah, there you go. A game we probably should have been in, uh, but we're not. Um, so we got two of our division opponents in this one. They're both pretty tough teams. Baltimore Ravens have played a, a tough season all season. Um, Cincinnati Bengals have as well. But but there's a big difference, I think, between the two. And the biggest difference is Cincinnati has been coming on strong at the end of the season. They have really found their groove. They've been playing solid. Uh, Joe Burrow you know, looks really, really good. Um, and I just think that uh, that they they look like they've they figured it out. Whereas on the other hand, you've got Baltimore coming into this game and they have just struggled. And part of the reason they've struggled is Lamar Jackson has not been playing. He's obviously been been injured, um, and it looks to be that he's going to be injured for this game as well and not play this game uh, either. And I think that that's going to be you know that's going to be an issue for him. And so you might end up with Tyler Huntley. I think Tyler Huntley. Um, it's had an injury as well, but they're they're leaning towards him probably playing. So I think we're going to get Tyler Huntley in there uh, as the starting quarterback. But again, he's he's not Lamar Jackson, and I, so to me, that's going to come back and that's going to be a factor in this game. Now that said, the Bengals are eight point favorites, so they're giving up eight points to a to a pretty solid Baltimore Raven team, and that I think is the deciding factor in this one for me. Um, I am going to take the Ravens and the eight points. I've got my fingers cr crossed that it is Tyler Huntley that's going to start and, uh, you know, that, that he's at least going to play and that we're not going with, uh, with an Anthony Brown, I think, third-string quarterback. Because um, I think that then would, would change my <laughs> change my pick. <laughs> but, um, but I got my fingers crossed. I think it is going to be Tyler Huntley, and I think that he can uh, keep it within those eight points and, and make it a close game. Okay, so yeah, looking at this game, um, you know, I, it's a challenge because the one thing that Baltimore has always had and continues to have is a really strong defense. Right. Um, they seem to show up; they're ready to play, and and they've played the Bengals very well this year. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, first game of the season, maybe they weren't as sharp as they needed to be, um, but they were able to pull out a very hard-fought win. Um, towards the end of the season, uh, a 19 to 17 win. But um, I, I kind of feel about this game similarly as I felt about the Buffalo game. I think Cincinnati's got a chip on their shoulder. They also don't think they should have been playing this week. Um, you know, they, they kind of took, took it to heart that they potentially could have been on the outside of a home game, but uh, that didn't come to fruition, so that wasn't right. as big a deal as as seemingly uh, would have been. I just um, 
in order for the Ravens to really be good in this game, I think it comes down for a running game. Um, because yes, Tyler Huntley can play and, and, and he can, uh, put up some numbers when, when given the opportunity, given time. Um, but I just, I just feel like the Bengals, like you said, are hot. I feel like they're, they're on an upward trend while, um, you know, Baltimore has kind of just stumbled, um, towards the end of the year. They've, you know, a 500 team. Um, you know, since they got their win against the Browns. Um, so really not where you want to be going into the playoffs. Um, not having Lamar Jackson is big, although he's been out for a while here. So I don't know when he does come back, what kind of rust he may have. And to be honest, he was not putting up great numbers when he was playing. So, um, I just feel like Cincinnati's on a roll right now. I feel like they're the other um, big player um, in the AFC. Um, If anybody is going to be able to give either Buffalo or Kansas City a run for their money, I do think it's Cincinnati. Um, So I'm I'm actually going to go with Cincinnati in this one. I think that it's just going to come back. It's finally going to come back and bite Baltimore that they just can't put up enough points. Gotcha. Yeah, it, it it's a it's a it's a tough one. I they you know I went against Cincinnati, but they're going to be the home team, so that that's uh, that you know makes me rethink about my my choice there, and a little nervous, I should say, about the choice. But they have a lot of good points. Um, should be an interesting game to see to who shows up. The coin, however, is going to go with the Ravens as well, so it's it it agrees with me. So we'll see how that that works out. Oh, what is it? No. <laughs> more than me than over the regular season that's for sure um all right so that takes us to the monday night finale for wild card weekend so well, who do we got and what do you see yeah we got for some reason the headline game here uh for the nfl in this playoff weekend is the dallas cowboys at the tampa bay buccaneers Dallas is favored by two and a half points in this game. Um, so it's a, it's a pretty close spread. Uh, so you, you've got, got an interesting matchup there. You got Tom Brady who made it into the playoffs again, uh, but with a losing record, I believe. So that, that's kind of an interesting uh, thing. Uh, of course, once you're in the playoffs, records mean nothing. You're all starting with the with zero zero record. So uh, we'll see where that goes. And Tom, as we know, shows up for the playoffs pretty well. I expect that team to look a lot better than it did in the regular season, uh, just because they are in the playoffs and they do have Tom Brady. Um, you know, he's he's actually also been pretty dominant uh, against the Dallas Cowboys uh, throughout his career. So. You know, is it time for the the Cowboys to beat them or not? I don't know. Cowboys come into this game, you know, they were on a pretty good high until last week, and then they decided to just kind of limp in the playoffs uh, with a with a whooping by um, Washington there coming into this. So that wasn't really good. Um, anyway, this this game. You know, this game is pretty important, I think, for Mike McCarthy as well. Uh, he, he needs to win a playoff game. He doesn't need to be one and done. So I think there's a lot of 
pressure on him as a as a head coach. You keep Dallas that comes with a, a lot of pressure on you uh, to to perform and to win, and you know. So I think there's there's some pressure there. I, when I look at the game, though, I I gotta say if I take take my nostalgia for Tom Brady out of this. I just think that it, it seems to me on paper to be a fairly easy call. I, I just think it's the Cowboys. I'm going to give up the two and a half points. I think they've just got an overall more, more talented team that's been um, playing pretty solid again up until the last week. And I think they're going to shake that off. I think that actually might help them. They're going to be a little ticked off about being shown up. Uh, in the final week of the season, they're going to come into this game with something to prove, and I just think that Dal- Dallas is going to, going to, you know, beat the the Buccaneers pretty good by by far more than two and a half points they've given up. Yeah, I think I think last week was an aberration. It was a is a monumentally poor game by Dak Prescott, one of his worst games as a Cowboy. Um, it's hard, you know, with. Uh, such close line to bet against Tom Brady because even even this year, even though this year hasn't played out exactly the way um, he might have wanted, he has been right in every close game um, with the ball in his hands towards the end of the game. A couple of times it's worked out, a couple of times it didn't, but for the most part, um, continuing to be the fabulous Tom Brady that he's been. Um, I think, again, you know, just like a lot of these games that we've picked, I think it comes down to defense on this one. And I just think that Dallas's defense um, is playing at a very high level right now. Um, I mean, even though, you know, the the Washington game was um, embarrassing last week to them, um, it wasn't the defense that gave up the points. Um, you know, you got a pick six that was thrown in there um, by Dak Prescott. I think they continued to play solid defense. Um, you know, they probably considered that giving up only um, 15 points should have been good enough. Um, so once once you tie in that pick six and and the extra point, it kind of throws everything into a loop. Um, but I think that, I think Dallas is going to come back in this one. Um, you know, again, I don't know if I feel like Dallas is ready for a playoff run. Um, you know, there's a lot of rumors that, um, you know, as always is in Dallas that Mike McCarthy might be coaching this one for his job. Um, that if they get, uh, a one game and out playoff that uh, Jerry Jones might be looking to shake things up, especially with the specter of Sean Payton hanging out there in the in the head coaching searches. Um, but I just think the Buccaneers. Um, I'm not. I'm not convinced that they're going to have enough uh, overall firepower um, to kind of play with Dallas if Dallas starts clicking. And so I, I'm expecting Dallas to have a much better game and have a much bigger fire under them. Um, so I'm going to take Dallas as well. Yeah. It just seems to make sense. It's that it, it's, uh, you know, for, if you're going with the Buccaneers, you're counting on Brady to turn something on. You haven't really seen much of this season that, you, you know, do you think he's going to turn on for the playoffs? He might, um, but again, Dallas has been much more consistent, so it, it makes it just makes sense to go with them. That said, the uh, coin decided to go with the Buccaneers, so far be it for the coin to make sense. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. So to kind of 
rundown and debrief here. Uh, uh, I so in the first game, Gary likes Seattle, while the coin and I, or Gary and the coin like Seattle, while I like San Francisco. Um, in that game, as we go into the second game, we are all on board on a Jacksonville upset. Um, in our third game, we Gary and I are pulling Buffalo. We're going to take a chance on that 13-point spread while the coin is going to ride with Miami. Um, we are once again in agreement on the New York Giants-Minnesota game with both of us taking Minnesota while the coin once again decided to step out on us and take the Giants. Um, and then in the Baltimore-Cincinnati game, uh, Gary and the coin like Baltimore in that game while I like Cincinnati. Um, and in our final matchup, Gary and I both take Dallas. We're going to give the two and a half points while the coin is going to take Tampa Bay. So either you and I are going to stomp all over the coin right off the <laughs> get-go, or we are going to look really, really bad right off the get-go. But yep. um, it's exciting to have a playoff week. It's exciting to have some fun uh, with these different picks and everything. You know, hopefully we don't have any other issues of former quarterbacks betting on NFL teams and getting <laughs> fired. That's so sad. So sad. Um, it is. It's, it, you know, it's hard, though, with a lot of new rules coming into effect, with all the new sports gambling laws coming in there. Um, I, I don't think anybody knows. You know, people are getting used to that. And unfortunately, you know, he was a casualty of that. Probably should have been smarter in terms of not placing the bet. But, but um, you know, th th there's a lot of, a lot of weird things around the law that came in. And I think everybody's erring on the side of caution. Yeah, for anybody out there who maybe hasn't heard about this, um, our beloved Bernie Kosar, um, he placed the first, what is being touted as the first online bet in Ohio. So uh, online betting just came online January 1st in Ohio. Um, and he placed, at, in with a lot of pomp and circumstance, a $19,000 bet on the Browns to beat the Steelers um, in the last week of the season. So not only did he lose 19 grand in that one, um, but also too, um, Bernie was serving as one of the voices on the radio broadcasts and the TV broadcasts um, for the Browns pregame shows. And he had to be let go because there is a rule that NFL personnel cannot gamble on football period. Um, it's one of those rules that has actually caught a couple players. Um, you know, we haven't seen um, Ridley, Calvin Ridley in Atlanta uh, all year because of the same infraction um, where he actually bet on a football game um, and was suspended for the entire year. Um, so, you know, it, it, like you said, this is a new world. I mean, we're doing pick episodes. I think everybody in the world is watching the spread and talking about the spread and, and picks a lot more. There's, there's streaming stations coming up that are devoted just to picking spreads and prop bets and, and all this new stuff. Um, but unfortunately I think Bernie just got caught up in a moment and got some bad advice. And unfortunately, is going to be on the outside looking in for a while, at least. I, I, I honestly don't know. I don't know if that's a, 
you mess up once and you're done or if that's something he can he can rectify hopefully hopefully it's the latter because you know um cleveland loves bernie and and i know he loves cleveland as well we hate to see him on the outside yeah i gotta think it's gonna be something like a you know not a suspension he was fired but it's got to be like a suspension that after a period of time they can bring him back or something i mean he did also it's worth noting that he if he'd won the money it was going to charity and he he'd mentioned that too but so so it was really done in good fun it was done for a good cause but but nonetheless the the rules are the rules and he kind of got caught up in that yeah yeah it is it is tough hopefully it's the precedent right so the precedent yeah. might be a year that's for a player I don't know what it would be for a non-player, um, but and I don't know of any other. I'm sure there are other instances of this. We could probably look it up or something. But um, you know, I I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping that you know this is just something maybe you know temporary can bring him back. Maybe maybe even something where they just had to let him go to finish out the season and they can bring him back next year. I don't know, but we'll we'll cross our fingers another another important storyline to be watching for the browns going into 2023 but we're not going to get into any more of that um here on the pick episode we're going to focus on the playoffs and and having some fun with the last couple weeks we have a football um gary thanks for joining me today um getting some of these out um hopefully you got some good plans to sit and relax and watch some of these games and enjoy yourself yeah, hope to. I uh, I'm looking forward to some good football. I mean, the one thing I'm hoping to have these games is I just love to see a good football game. You know, I, especially when the Browns aren't in it, you just want to see something that's competitive. You know, I don't have uh, any rig except for you know uh, the pride of uh, having the better picks here. I don't have really any vested interest in any of these games, so uh, I just want to see some good football. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully, uh, I hope so too. I I think it's lining up pretty well. Um, so it should be a really good first week and then we'll see what comes in the matchups coming after that. But well, thank you very much for joining me for the picks, um, for everybody out there. We will see you again next week for our picks episode, um, which is likely to be our sole episode for cardiology until the end of the season. I think we're going to hold off a little bit, um, as we talked about, um, in this week's debrief of the Pittsburgh game. I think we're going to hold off a little bit on completely debriefing the entire season um, until some other pieces are in place and we see some of the other things fall fall into place. Um, so we'll be looking for that towards the end of the season, but we are going to stick with you. We're going to keep doing some picks, keep talking about the NFL. Um, so please check us out. Uh, you can always check us out on the website at www.cardiology.com. That's with the K, CLE.com, or on your favorite streaming service, be it Apple, Amazon, or Spotify. As always, we love hearing from you, and we love knowing you're out there. And, and thanks you once again for joining us. We can't really bark out anymore. That, that's not appropriate, which was we, we that's that's also on our list for 2023. We got to figure that out. Um, but But for all of us here at Cardiology, we just want to say thanks, and we will catch you next week.